Do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Our bestseller is all they're cracked up to be. Here at Terrible Book Club, we explore whether you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. You ever passed a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Welcome to episode 154 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris, and this is Paris. Hello! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! This time we read Pepper's Quest, a Bella Sarah Horse Girl book from 2009. <laughs> These were created to give backstories to the Bella Sarah plastic horse toys that you are probably familiar with if you've been to a toy store or near children in the last few decades. This was requested by our patron, D. That's right, D of Antiques Freaks also has patron rights, and boy, do they know how to pick them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So if, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, what we do here at the Terrible Book Club uh, in the year of our Terriblo uh, 2023 is we read books that we assume will be bad based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of the three. Sometimes, like today, we read books that our patrons, listeners, or friends recommend. So typically, we do the opposite of what most people do when they're in a bookstore or while they're like browsing the internet and looking for something to read. Typically, this experiment results in a hilarious and disappointing read, but once in a while, we end up liking the book. Uh, content warnings for today, in addition to our usual barnyard language, today's episode includes discussion or mention of animal experimentation, animal enslavement, and uh, human and animal kidnapping. I know that sounds kind of serious, but don't worry, today's episode it's will, will not be serious. In, in <laughs> yeah, it's lighter than light. that might imply. Oh, all right, okay. uh, Chris, why don't you read the back of the book summary and then give us a little, little uh, taste of the characters and setting? You got it. You have. Journey to the world of magical horses. Meet Pepper, a feisty but beautiful speckled roan. When Pepper teams up with the young girl Jillian Fruta to help her find her long-lost parents, the two must trust each other in order to survive. Will they succeed in their quest? Chris, two things. It's Roan and Frauda. <laughs> well, I've never read the word Roan before, Paris, so what do you expect? <laughs> Um, so I'm just going to talk about this real quick because that's the, like the back of the book or like Amazon summary in our last episode before, uh, before it became 2023. I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, in our previous episode in the labyrinth of dreaming books, um, we read the Amazon summary and realized that the protagonist's name was just completely different and figured out it was a translation thing where the original was in German, but then in the English translation, the translator wanted to get across kind of a, a German writing joke. So they renamed the protagonist, but they forgot to rename the protagonist like in the summaries and in the <laughs> kind of copy for like press stuff for the book. So that was silly. This time 
you go on Amazon and read the, uh, the, the summary, it calls the the main horse character Pepper, the titular Pepper of Pepper's Quest, calls the horse Harmony. <laughs> so okay. I, I, well, that's I don't know what's going on with these like real weird translation error there too. Perhaps no, this was definitely no. originally in English yes. Yes. for an English speaking <laughs> audience. But whoever is doing like copy editing, promo editing, whatever that job is for both of these publishing houses, <laughs> it's not not great. I have um, no idea how you could get the horse named Harmony out of this when central to the character of Pepper is his Pepper abilities. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's very confusing. I'm assuming that, you know, the the threshold for caring about these is probably pretty low <laughs> at the publishing house. They probably have another one that's like Harmony song or something and someone just copy pasted the wrong, <laughs> wrong one. Um, mm-hmm. But in any case, uh, yeah. Uh, Chris, okay. who are who are our characters and where are we in place and time? Uh, we are in Cantor Hollow, which is generic horse fantasy. Horse heaven fantasy. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's animals that talk and stuff. That's the level of fantasy we got here. There's some sorceresses and magic and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, it's, it's all horsey based because that seems but to be the... Cantor Hollow is like kind of the cute little cottagey village with a stable where the main character lives right now. The main character, mind you, is Jillian, as mentioned in the back of the book summary there, who is basically an animal mind controller <laughs> as far as we can tell. Yeah. She has an ability to summon animals to her by thinking about it. It's a little unclear whether that's a full compulsion or that's just kind of like a nagging feeling that the animal can decide to pursue or not. No, it's pretty clear that they they are compelled <laughs> in the text uh we also have no idea how old jillian is somewhere between 12 and 16 i'm gonna guess i'm not really sure appropriate age to be a horse girl i guess yeah that's a horse girl age yeah uh, jillian's parents show up in here later on uh i don't think they even get names they're just no her parents. <laughs> i don't think so uh you have okay here's another <laughs> fantasy name pronunciation thing that we're going to get into paris i said connell yes connell is correct that's the okay correct fine. Way to say i guess you get to be the arbiter here but connell is a wolf horse hybrid he's a big horse wolf he's a, a wolf or a, a worse parent uh, maybe a worse is I the mean, best way to say. i took the liberty of naming of giving him the last name of mchorse wolf because <laughs> it fit the theme uh we have pepper the horse just a regular horse here except that it farts pepper clouds is its ability <laughs> so it's a we have pokemon cade, yeah pokemon. we have cade the stable guy he's cade traveler he's just a guy that shows up he's like i i'm gonna tell you where to go for the next part of this book no he i mean he works at the stable that jillian goes to in town so they're friends yeah yeah but uh, that's his function in the plot um you have ivena the evil sorceress um, you have traveler villagers who show up later. Travelers are sort of the uh, traveling uh, group of people that um, we find out Jillian is relate- related to, essentially. Uh, we have inexplicable ice troll in a volcano. <laughs> he's an ice troll with ice powers, but he's in a volcano, which is the worst place to be as an ice troll. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. I don't think he's even connected to the evil sorcerers or anything. He's no. just also there. <laughs> Correct. 
And then you have uh, Ivena's evil wolves who are related to Connell. There's one that's like Merm 4 or something. And then there's another one as well. A couple other evil wolves that are under yeah, her. Yeah, there's one that's really close to Marker. And I was like, <laughs> just thinking about that musician as a wolf. And it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, you know, magical ladies and animals that talk. That's generally the, the vibe here. All right. Uh, Chris very kindly wrote the summary for this as well. So in a TBC fashion, I will read his summary. So you all can get a sense of what we experienced uh, reading this book without actually having to read it yourselves. This way you also understand what the hell we're talking about when we go into critique of the book after the summary. <laughs> Jillian is a young girl with a horse wolf partner named Connell. Jillian can call animals to her through some kind of mind power. Connell is her adventuring buddy who got turned into a half-horse because of the evil sorceress Avena, who likes to cast animal hybridization spells for fun. Anyway, Jillian is practicing her mind control- uh, animal calling, and she keeps dreaming about a horse. She tells Connell about it, and he says, you should call that horse. So she does. The aforementioned dream horse shows up, kinda pissed, and farting pepper clouds everywhere since it's got some kind of pheromone-based Pokemon attack that's just pepper spray. Jillian figures out his name is Pepper through mind reading, but I really think she just named him that because of the Pepper farts. Anyway, Pepper's pissy. He and Jillian have some testy interactions. The trio eventually run into Cade Traveler, uh, a friend of theirs who works at the stable nearby. He is from the Traveler group, and Jillian has memories of her parents with Travelers from infancy, and somehow it isn't until they have this very explicit conversation that she realizes his last name is Traveler and therefore he is of the Travelers. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> Never came up before. Got capital T on the front and everything, man. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Uh, so she decides, you know, I think I'm going to go try to find them so I can find my parents. Um, Connell knows the Travelers hang out near... Stygianmore, which is the Ivena, the evil source of Ivena's castle where Jillian was previously imprisoned, so she's a little wary of it, but you know, she she decided they're gonna do it because, you know, she called Pepper to her, so let's let's go. Uh, Connell decides to scout ahead and leave markings for Pepper and Jillian to follow. Pepper gets anxious when they hear wolf howls nearby, and Pepper knows the area near Stygianmore is the home of a huge rock. Not like a, a stone, like a rock, like the, the big, scary, mythical bird creature. Uh, turns out he was right, and they get pinned between a rock and a wolf place. <laughs> Connell shows up in the nick of time, of course, to help fend off the rock and wolves, who are minions of Avena's and related to Connell. But uh, Connell ends up getting pretty hurt. The party limps away and finds a small pond populated by animal hybrid creatures. Connell stays with the animal hybrids to do some resting and healing, while Pepper and Jillian move onward to find the travelers. Jillian decides to hide him under a bush and says, yeah, that'll do. And then they walk away. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, they do eventually find the travelers, uh, but the... Uh, Chris, the travelers are not werewolves. I'm not they sure. They turn into wolves. What are you talking about? They sprout hair. <laughs> I don't think this happened. What, what are you, you talking They sprout about? hair. The travelers aren't werewolves. What? Oh, did I? I like have a seizure in this book. Oh no! Hold on, hold on. I uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to scroll through too because I I don't remember travelers being werewolves. 
But what she saw froze her in place. The giant men grunted as their bodies changed, thick fur sprouting everywhere. They dropped to all fours, quickly changing back into the vicious wolves they really were. Yeah, they Before... were Avena's wolf henchmen pretending to be the travelers. They're, the travelers aren't werewolves. <laughs> That's a <laughs> okay, very I misunderstood. different concept. I misunderstood. <laughs> okay, let's take that again. Eventually, they do find the travelers, but it turns out that they're not really the travelers. Uh, the village has been set as a trap by Avena, who has her uh, wolves pretend to be the travelers. And then, of course, they turn into evil wolves when Jillian strolls up. Um, and Avena is also there on her big wolf murker or whatever, Murfor, and says, Your parents went up that big mountain to look for Earthloam. And. If they don't continue to mine Earthloam for me, I'm going to kill everyone one by one. All these travelers, babies and puppies and kitties, whatever. Um, so Jillian's like, oh, no, I have to save my parents. So she rides off of Pepper to try to find her parents and get enough Earthloam to keep the evil sorceress off her ass. But when they get to the mountain, turns out it's actually a volcano with an ice troll in it. Jillian finds her parents in an ice cage Near a bubbling, boiling sulfur pond. Near. Nearby. Right, right next to it. So someone explain that to me. <laughs> Thermodynamics. Who needs those? Uh, the giant is doing other shit in the, in the cave. Uh, she, Jillian saves the day by calling over some flame flies. And Pepper peppers the flame flies to make them pissed off. So that they give off bursts of heat that melt the bars on the ice cage, which... Establishing that the ice cage is melted by heat, so it's not like there is some <laughs> magical heat defense. Yeah, so that's... That makes no sense. Oh, yeah, and uh, Pepper, Pepper's parents are also here. Yeah. So Jillian Pepper and everybody's fucking parents are in there, and they all escape the tunnel. The giant wakes up and is pissed, uh, but Pepper makes the giant sneeze so hard that the tunnel collapses on him. So this band of children and parents and horses just, you know, murder this troll. <laughs> um, they also end up having enough earth loam to bring back to Avena, who, of course, decides, oh, I'm going to kill the travelers anyway because evil. So instead, Jillian throws the loam, the earth loam down, which the way it, it causes sudden plant growth and somehow that throws Avena off balance and she's like covered in vines and struggling kind of fucking sorceress are you you can't even get away from a plant like get out of here <laughs> uh, at the same time Connell is rushing in with all the animal hybrids that he was like recuperating with and the actual travelers who are eager for revenge on Avena because they I don't know they had like fucked off somewhere obviously because Avena came to town uh, they, I don't know all the animal hybrids like jump on top of Ivana struggling with the vines and they drag her away to an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the animal hybrids take you to a second location. It's never good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fine. They go to Guantanamo. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, so I guess everyone's saved and Jillian remembers that Pepper was around when she was an infant and that Pepper's parents and her parents were all the same family. Like, Pep, uh, Jillian's parents owned Pepper's parents and actually Jillian and Pepper were baby friends in infancy and they were meant to be together. The end. Okay. <laughs> so we've gotten to the end of that. 
right. It's a magical horse, horse girl story. Hooray. We, we, I was meant to be with this magical horse that farts pepper clouds. I guess that's the kind of horse a, a young lady might want, right? I Yeah, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what, what a children want. I don't know. You were, As fart. a young Paris, as a young lady, would you not like to have a horse that it has pepper spray built into it so you could run away from... I mean, yes. Menacing men. Yes, I would. Um... All right, let's talk about the things that were good. There are actually a couple things that were good about this. Uh, I got to say, the pictures were pretty great. Uh, the yeah. illustrator in the book is credited just as spoops. Uh, <laughs> but if you, <laughs> if I go on the internet, um, it tells me that the illustrator spoops is probably Heather Thurer. So, Thurer, I'm not sure. Uh, so, thank you, spoops slash Heather. Your illustrations were pretty good. I really, I like the style there were a few of them in the book. They were really good. Thanks. Um, also, a little bit of props to Felicity Brown, the writer of this. I, I learned a word. Props to this writer for hire who did like a pretty okay job with some really tepid content for really young kids and at least tried to interject some new vocabulary into the reader's repertoire. <laughs> like, you know, it did. I'll smarten I, up these horse girls. I mean, you know, the plot has some real problems, but the the writing and construction was fine. You know, I wasn't like wondering what a sentence meant or, you know, felt like it was too long or too short or whatever. Like, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, you know, people people get hired to write this shit for no money. I, I got to yeah. say, just props to you. Uh, the word I learned was caldera. Oh, you didn't know what a caldera was? No, I didn't. Uh, somehow oh. I'd never encountered that. Uh, it's a, it's like after... After a volcanic eruption, there's like a, a hole. <laughs> I guess it's yeah. It's a you know. It's a particularly volcanic crater is yes. sort of the best way to describe. Yeah, which I didn't know, so that was cool. Um, I really liked uh when the protagonist was seeing all these like animal hybrids that Avena was making because they're seemingly everywhere. This lady's just seeing two animals and going. Zap! Combine! <laughs> what know? happens if I put a squirrel with a frog together? Yeah. And I really loved that the protagonist, every time she sees these, uses the same stupidly accurate naming convention that I myself use daily. So, like, if I saw a squirrel frog, I would also call it a furrow. Daily. Or a squawg. <laughs> I, daily. Seriously. I do this all the time. This is just how my brain works. It's like a really Wait, particular... you're seeing animal hybrids out there all the time? Where are you going, Paris? No, I'm just seeing, like, cute shit and giving it a dumb, cute name in my head. This is just what I do. I just, like, okay, do this all the enough. time. So <laughs> when the protagonist is like, oh, it's like a squawg or a, maybe a furl, I was like, oh, my God. I'm so glad I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> Relatable content. <laughs> Relatable content. Uh, in a book for children who are like six. Yeah, great. Um, a thing that I liked is I actually enjoyed Ivena's attitude when she appears here. I oh, She's okay. very just like, I don't know, little girl, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm just out here doing sorcerer shit. And she's like sort of making fun of Jillian a lot of the time. So I'm just going to read a scene here that I thought was honestly kind of funny for me. Did you, did you forget that? Ivana kidnapped Jillian and held her prisoner for her whole No, life. I didn't. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. All right, let's check it. I see, Jillian said. Surprisingly, the smell of Pepper's scent started filling her with a courage she wouldn't have felt otherwise. As Ivana spoke, Jillian racked her brain for any plan to escape, but nothing came to mind. 
You'll love this part, Venna continued. Guess who volunteered to get a new supply of earth loam? Your parents! They're the only couple in this pathetic settlement who didn't have children, and so they thought they had less to lose. Your parents? Where are they? Jillian demanded. Tell me. Oh, you've gotten bossy during your stay with the horses, Venna said mockingly. It doesn't suit you. Where are my parents? Jillian asked again. Venna shrugged. They went up that mountain, she replied, pointing to the snowy peak at the opposite end of the valley. Apparently there's a giant there who guards the loam. Your parents left weeks ago, though, so I suspect they're dead. Or they're just cowards who ran off and left their people to die. They wouldn't, Jillian protested hotly. They must be in trouble. <laughs> you think? Ivana drawled. Why don't you go and find out, then? Jillian leaped onto Pepper's back. I will, she retorted. Ivana clapped her hands. Listen, she said. If you or your parents don't return here with Earthworm in three days, I'll start feeding little travel girls to my wolves. I've already waited weeks, and my patience isn't limitless, you know. In reply, Jillian and Pepper broke out of the ring of wolves, galloping through the camp and across the brown fields towards the mountain. I don't know. It's just like the way Avena comes off is like, pfft, whatever. I yeah, already fucking, did this shit, man. Fucking chop, chop. I can turn <laughs> your wolf into a horse wolf. Get out of here. Do what I want. I don't know. I, don't I just like that attitude in the villain. It's not as it's very mincing and cartoonish in a way, but just in a way that's a little bit different, at least. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I appreciated I, that. Wasn't for me, but uh, yeah. I Another thing I liked about this is that the travelers were clearly supposed to be Romani, but they didn't use the common G slur for them, which I thought was great. Uh, this probably feels like a low bar for praise, but it's so common for people to continue to use the G slur. And, you know, like Netflix had a show even a couple years ago called that. So just, yeah, good. You don't, you can call them Romani. You could have the stand-in of travelers. I think that's fine. Yay. You didn't perpetuate harmful, <laughs> harmful shit. Good work. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's all I got for good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be on the same page. I mean, like, you know, competently done in terms of sentence-to-sentence -sentence writing and the illustrations are nice, but, I mean, then, then the rest of this <laughs> silliness here. Yeah, so at the start of my list of things that were bad, um, there were just times where I was real concerned that the author was channeling a little too much Tina Belcher. If you've never seen Bob's Burgers, uh, Bob's daughter Tina is really into horses, like really into horses. Uh, you know, there's some pony play in her future kind of a feeling. <laughs> um, and this book gave me some some scares. Uh, <coughs> right at the beginning of the book, when Jillian is meeting Pepper for the first time, um, these two sentences happen. I knew we were meant to be together when seeing the horse for the first time, which is a pretty weird way to phrase that for a horse. And then the second sentence really just made me want to set myself on fire. Um, <clears throat> the stallion's dark eyes glowed as the connection between them sizzled with intense energy. <laughs> Ooh, things are getting hot here between. Ooh, little hot for Peppa. Um, uh, yeah. I, so, mm, yeah. I mean, I, having never been a horse girl, Paris, I don't think I can relate to this content very much. I mean, I had a brief stint as a horse girl when I was very young, but like this level of I, you intense know, Paris, longing and adoration for horses, where we're, 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 so we're like were you sizzling. Truly a horse girl? Were you were you really a horse girl? Were you just a girl that had a horse to ride on at some point? Yeah, probably that. I mean, like, so, I don't know. It, it, 
I'm not still... to like gatekeep you or anything. No, no, like, no, no. I, I, it's mystifying because like, <clears throat> I did not grow. I grew up technically under the poverty line, but my parents were really good at playing like the credit card game, and somehow this turned into us having a horse for a couple of years. I don't know, man. Like my parents did a lot of scammy, sketchy financial shit, and somehow we had a horse for a few years. But it was from when I was like, I don't know, four to eight or seven or something uh so yeah i did i did uh ride horses um but uh did you ever yeah. see one when you met his eyes you they connection glowed no. with intense no. energy that is an insane way to describe the relationship <laughs> with a non-human creature that's absolute fucking nonsense please authors if you're if you want to talk about how Someone's really mesmerized by a non-human animal. Please don't write it in a way that's like intensely romantic and bordering on sexual because it's just uncomfortable, especially in a fucking children's book. <laughs> um, just haven't I, met the right horse, Paris. Yeah, I, clearly, you know. I mean, at the like, there's so many problems with internal logic in this book. And I find that especially shitty in a children's book because like presumably children are reading these books they're some of the first books they're going to read as human beings and you want them to get a sense of you know how things how the world works and how things are and even in a fantasy world you should still have you know cause and effect here at the, at the be very beginning Julian keeps wondering why Pepper the horse is there and what his deal is even though she summoned him with her mind control <laughs> And I was just like, how did someone forget to cut these sentences out of this? Like, what the fuck? Also, it's she wonders why he's upset. It's like, lady, you dragged me out of wherever I was doing my horsey business. And now I have to follow you around with your weird horse wolf thing. That thing creeps me out. That's definitely got to be in like the horse uncanny valley, right? So. Yeah. And it's so obvious. She's like, huh, I wonder why he's such an asshole. And it's like, well, you have enslaved him with your mind i don't i don't know what else to tell you man probably makes people a little upset with you when you make them do things through mental compulsion yeah it would be one thing if the quote-unquote mind control was just that she could like send messages with her mind that are like yo if you want to like hang out come over that would be fine <laughs> you up horse yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> you up <laughs> And the horse is like, I mean, I'm not doing anything tonight. I... <laughs> yeah, I really wish it was more of a mental invitation more than like, I am compelling you with my mind to come to my location. Like that you is. You are up. You are you, up, yeah. okay? <laughs> and you're coming over. God, imagine. Imagine if that's, that's how like there was a new app called You Are Up. <laughs> and it was just like an app that I don't know, like zaps. It was you. a mind control app, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, <laughs> someone, but booty call and you just get electrocuted. Ah, God, oh, fine. If you would um, really like to be compelled to do the booty call, then <laughs> if that's your kink, here we go. Uh, yeah, I just, I just feel like making the main character like giving this whole like animal mind control thing. It seems like it, they're giving it such a positive spin. And I'm like. This is not really the Chilling's way you want to nice, be teaching kids. Uh, to do that. Yeah, like she calls in the flame flies later to get pepper sprayed by her horse. 
for the greater good. Just, um, yeah, I just, again, I really wish that, that it was just thought out a little bit more so that she's not um, forcing things against their will to suffer her commands. <laughs> <laughs> or you just lean into it, right? And Jillian is also an evil animal sorceress. Oh, uh, yes, But she has, right. like, the control Which... abilities, whereas Avena has, like, the hybridization abilities. right. Chris is Chris is with it. He's got it. He's got a way better kids book. Uh, this is Pepper's Quest Two. Um, Dueling sorceresses. The repeppering. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next point. This Jillian. Jillian. My 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 dude. You need a wilderness survival class. A basic hiking class. Something. This character should have been dead multiple times in the story. <laughs> she sets out on this adventure. That she knows is going to be long. She doesn't bring adic- She doesn't bring anything to construct shelter. She doesn't bring a tarp or anything. She doesn't bring food or water. I think she ends up getting uh, like a cloak with a couple of magical pockets that have like earth loam and sugar cubes in them. But she doesn't. That's even- all you need. But she doesn't even know she has those until later <laughs> in the journey when she's like, "Shit, I need something." Um, she's feeding wild animal sugar cubes. What are you doing? This is how we end up with black bears stealing backpacks off of people in the White Mountains. This is what happens. Don't feed the fucking wild animals on the goddamn trail or ever. I mean, there's just so many. Like, And then when Connell McHorsewolf or whatever is like, okay, I'm going to leave marks for you. They don't determine what the marks are. And when she gets to the tree, she's like, like, oh, look, there's like a, a horizontal line on that tree. That's Connell's mark. And I was like, your mark? was a horizontal line that's <laughs> that's what you went with i just no blazing system i mean she doesn't have a map there, it's just i oh. i think she's using like pepper's knowledge of the area a little bit because they seem to have a mental connection as well and he can like send her mind videos and that's yeah, kind yeah, of guiding them right because pepper's been there before but she doesn't have any maps to aid their travel. Like, yeah, like you can you send me a picture you. of like that one tree that you know really well, but I don't know what the fuck that tree is in relation right, to where right. we are now. Because like if you go on a hike, you can go with somebody who like, you know, has done it before, but you still need a map. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know, man. I just think that Jillian surviving this is probably the most incredulous uh, part of this whole story. Ah, uh, and then let's let's get to our favorite point. The ice troll in a volcano with ice cages near a steaming sulfur pool. I, yeah, please explain how this, because ice, no like fire. Fire would win in ice pretty much most of the time, right? Like, unless you have a lot of ice that is bigger than the amount of fire. But you're in a volcano that can't be comfortable for you as an ice troll. Secondly, your security system is also cold-based in an area where it was extremely hot. Her parents are trapped in an ice cage for weeks. Ju- guys, just lick it. Just lick yeah. the bars. Just have a popsicle. Just lick the bars. Just have a popsicle. It's fine. Even just rubbing your body against them, the heat will probably cool, like, yeah, warm it up a little bit. There are ways out of this. <laughs> but could yeah, be done, I, and I perhaps? and I know that they're like, oh, the volcano's dormant, but then they also describe a steaming sulfur pool right next to the cage. So I'm like, even if it's not going to erupt, it's still really hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, and yeah. again, we established with the flame flies thing that it's not like the ice cage is enchanted in such a way that heat doesn't affect it because just a, a bunch of flame flies kind of right. 
sprouting up near the bars is enough for it to melt quickly. To melt quickly. So these are not particularly sturdy ice bars. I don't think this troll was sent there by Ivana. She knows it's there. No, they're separate forces of... Yes. Evil or chaos. Yeah, it doesn't. So, re- really, why is the ice troll set up in the volcano? Is this his like sauna vacation or something? Why is he enslaving people? If that's the case, he must be there permanently. The whole ice troll thing makes absolutely zero fucking sense. No, it really doesn't. Um, I don't. I don't. To, to well, be clear, the out, the outside of the mountain is snowy. The outside of the mountain is snowy. And it right. is the inside that is warm, but that's where the troll hangs yeah. out most of the time. Yeah, I don't... just need a different mechanism. It shouldn't be an ice cage. It should be a metal cage or... Yeah. I, I mean, anything. He can still be an outside ice troll that only likes to be outside of the mountain, and that's why he has to enslave people, is to get them to go in to get the stuff that he needs where he won't melt or something. Yeah, there's no explanation as to like why he's in like what the deal is. It does I don't know, I don't get it. Uh, uh anyway. Also, like I know like this book in an attempt to explain why Pepper farts Pepper, they're like, "Oh, it's just whatever he eats." And he farts th- and it smells exactly like it. And they're like, "Oh yeah." He created peppermint because he ate mint and then pepper. And I was like, peppermint is a distinct plant. What? Why would you? I just don't understand why they wouldn't choose two things that are actu- like actually separate. He didn't create peppermint. Peppermint is already an established plant. <laughs> like, what? I guess in the logic of this world, that's how it was created. Although I don't understand how that would create peppermint if he's just like releasing gases. Yeah, it doesn't make. So it any wouldn't sense. create a plant from your farts or something unless he like <sighs> farted out the combination seed. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I just wish that they had been like, oh yeah, like he ate. I don't know a strawberry and then. A pepper, and it was like spicy, no, but he, also delightful. He ate a sweet. straw, and then a berry, and then a strawberry <laughs> came out. And then he had to go to the vet because there was a straw in his intestine. Ima- imagine if this is how all compound food items were created. It's like you have to put it through this weird horse that will combine them into one thing. We got watermelon when he drank some water and ate a melon. We got cupcakes when he uh, ate a cup and then also a cake. No. Oh, we got chickpeas when. Uh, uh, never mind that one. Yeah, he ate a chicken and then some peas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a weird. Like we get it. We've already established that he eats peppers and then farts out pepper. Like I don't know why we had to go through that with the the mint. Anyway, uh, there's also this idea that. Jillian has really early memories of her parents and she said she was kidnapped in infancy as a baby. Babies, right, are like under two? Because toddlers are like two, three, four, right? So I'm thinking like she couldn't have been, I mean, if she's a baby, like, and she's like, oh, I have these distinct memories of like looking up into my parents' green eyes and being with the travelers and... And I was just like, I don't, 
I don't think you can have memories like like distinct specific memories like that from that young. I don't. I don't. Yeah, think so. I would. I have some memories from about two years old. I would say somewhere around there, two or three, probably. But beyond that, I mean, I I guess it would be impressions more than anything, which I think would be a better way to put this is like I have this feeling that like I belonged there once before. Yeah, I just thought they should have not made it seem like she had a photographic memory of these moments from her childhood because that doesn't make any or her infancy. Because if she was a baby, she wouldn't remember. She wouldn't be able to remember things as a baby. And she didn't even remember things because she didn't remember Pepper. That's true. That's true. So I think this might just be more of like, you know, a lot of people think they have memories from childhood, but they're really just like photographs or stories or videos that they've seen of their childhood. And maybe she's just, I don't know, man. She got kidnapped by an evil sorceress as a baby. She probably did a lot of thinking and imagining about her family, but they present it as like distinct real memories. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Um, I also don't understand why this ends with, there's a line at the end that's like, oh, and Connell, the horse wolf, was the king of the misfit army of half creatures at the end. And it was like, why? Just because they <laughs> hunt, like they helped him, they nursed him back to health, and they were like, "You are the biggest of us, therefore yeah, the king." This largeness, really, it's just. I did. I didn't know we. Had, I didn't know we had a governmental structure, but I guess we do now. <laughs> I vote for him. We're an autonomous collective commune. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't so, understand that. I gotta say, a little mild Rings of Power spoiler here. So oh, you're not missing about, anything, folks. Go yeah, on. you're not missing anything. This kind of really reminded me of that scene in Rings of Power when uh, Halbrandt, like, rolls into that village in the Southlands because he's supposed to be, like, the king of the Southlands or whatever from, like, or, like generations past, but he hasn't been there in forever or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, after galadriel saves them from the orcs and like halbrand does a little bit of helping she like rolls through the village and she's like behold your king this guy <laughs> and everyone in the village is like yeah king yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> we have it like why this guy like he wasn't even the head of the army here he was just one of your knights or something so i guess we're all on board with this also, and then, everyone in that village hated elves, so it's weird that they would be like, oh, the elf told us he's the new king. I guess that's fine. <laughs> sure. It really reminded me of that, like, sudden kingship based on nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's really just, I don't know. It was, it was really like they added that, and then everyone clapped line, and they were like, <laughs> and then I guess Connell is the king of the, the half, half creatures. Like, and, and they all clapped with their weird combination hooves and paws. Yeah, I just don't. I don't... It's such a it throwaway just, thing. It's just size thing, right? It's just like he's literally the biggest. So if, like, a bear comes along that's, like, half deer or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, Connell. Uh, the, the the line of succession is based purely on who can sit on who. <laughs> uh, um... Okay, yeah. on top of this, it comes some <laughs> further silliness towards the end of the story. We mentioned this in the summary. Avena the sorceress, who has, like, you know, many animals at her command, is defeated by just getting knocked the fuck over. She Like, I guess her spells don't work if she's not upright is the deal here. Or yeah, perhaps man. there was the, the, the component, like, in D&D spells where you have to have your hands free or something. And they managed to grab it. They, they, she's literally just toppled, like, just plunked over and dragged away, which is the most unceremonious. 
yeah, villain exit and defeat I've ever seen in a book, I think. Yeah, it just made me feel like, like how is she even powerful? I don't understand. Why do the wolves, like, why are they all allied with her if she can just get knocked over by some vines <laughs> and dragged away by, like, rabbit cats? Like, I don't... <laughs> do you think the wolves looked at each other after that and were like, we could have... We could have just knocked her over. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah. Is that why the humans tell us to get down all the time? <laughs> we have power on our hind legs. <laughs> um, Brothers, join me. Join me upright towards the sky. Um, <laughs> we shall knock all the humans over. It is they who shall move about on all fours. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we need a sequel that's like the wolf uprising. Yeah. Uh, Literally upright, like standing upright. Oh, wow. That's, I didn't even mean that. That's great. Natural brilliance. Um, Yeah, this, this leads me to my last, my last point. We need to give kids more credit with plots. Like every story having a happy ending where nothing bad actually happens. I don't know, it's just boring and uncreative. You got to make sure your internal logic in your story makes sense. Like even if it's fantasy, don't be like, oh, this girl compelled this horse to come to her with her mind. And then the next page, she's like, why did this horse come to me? I mean, that's just like a simple <laughs> Also, why is he mad? Problem. I don't understand. Yeah, it's, it's real dumb. And then, you know, p- putting an ice cage near a bubbling sulfur pond in a dormant volcano. I, I don't know. That seems like a very, very basic oversight to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, just basic stuff like that. You know, you, you got to think about that stuff. And Chris, actually, you know, we we were just talking about how Ivena is, you know, not really a threat at the end of the book. It's like, well, why should we have been scared of her if she can just be felled by vines? Um, and Chris actually had a far better suggestion for the story. He mentioned this earlier where he was like, you know what? It should have been that Jillian, with her mind control, is also kind of an evil sorceress and becomes a little unhinged and then she and Avena end up battling it out for control of the animals but then the animals hate both of them for because yeah, like imagine once- if at the end of the book Connell was like fuck you you're just enslaving animals yeah i'm then, the like, king now right and then like you know cuz you you've got one sorceress making you little science experiments and the other one enslaving your mind and i just feel like it would be it would be chaos yeah connell would turn on her and then the and the children reading this are like forced to question Human relationships with non-human animals and the limits of power. What a great, what a great, you know, what a great <laughs> concept, Chris. You got to write this book. You really fix this. I don't have the fucking time. I'm sorry. I mean, I just feel like that's yeah. That is that would be great. Uh, be a great I'll hire this, this author again and just tell her to redo it the way I yeah. want. <laughs> Felicity Brown, how much money do you want to redo this? Um, uh, other stuff. Yeah, the illustrations were great. Although uh, that first horse wolf drawing really woo really took me by surprise to tell you what like there's, like a, there's a sentence in like the first three paragraphs that was like and also connell the horse wolf hybrid and we were both like excuse me yeah and then you and then like maybe a page or two later there's an illustration of him and you're just like oh, oh that does look he certainly unpleasant. is bottom horse top wolf <laughs> that does look unpleasant uh because it it talks a little bit about how connell's like these fucking hooves i can't <laughs> damn it you know Wait, don't they give him, like, Wolverine claws? Doesn't he get Wolverine claws at the end? Yeah, but it's, like, on the hoof. So, like, he still has some wolfy scratchy ability or something. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was surprising. Not good or bad, just, like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
that was entertaining, and I did like yeah. the scene with all the little animal hybrids and, and mm-hmm. like figuring finding out the squat. There was a beautiful illustration of some animal hybrids that I thought was also really well done. True, true. So that's that's all good stuff. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this can we, this can we fix a... it? I mean, like, I feel like I just accidentally did the yeah, can we fix it? Uh, well, did. all the things I just said. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we already yes. fixed it. I think this is actually really salvageable. And if if it was just rewritten to suit, you know, our uh, our ideas, I think it would. Yeah, be that's better. how every book should be redone. Yeah. It's just what we decide. Correct. No, I do think though that Chrissy, your suggestion is perfect and would turn this into definitely more of a. I don't know, a novel with like a little more heft and uh would Yeah, you want to bring this up into like Harry Potter selling levels? This is how you do it. Listen yeah, to me. Yeah. This is the key. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to say other than, yeah, goddamn, I never would have read a Bella Sarah horse book. Thanks, D. Uh, thank you, D, for recommending us this book. Of course we thank never you, would have touched it without that recommendation. Nope, definitely not. Um <laughs> and here's where we thank the rest of our patrons. Thank you to Greg, Veronica, Will, D, especially D this time, Jared, Arant, Senia, Jakub, Lycoris, Elliot, Kieran, Martin, Luchek, Miri, Yanka, David, Anya, Patricia, Austin, Donnie, Crimson Paladin, Beast with the Least, Scott H., Robin, Laxtodes of the Void, the Taco Eating Unicorn, Last Man on Earth 01, Funny Robot with Antennas, Hobby Boy 93, Harry, Renee, Emmy, and our Kofi donor Kiwi thing. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And happy new year. Happy new terrible book year. Happy new terrible year. No, not that. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone. We hope you were new year. Uh, those of you that celebrate the new year at the uh, turn of January, we hope you are experiencing a good one so far. Uh, we hope uh, Pepper's Quest uh, gets you gets you started on a good good uh i don't know fart note here or something i'm not really sure what i'm saying anymore happy new year and we will be back in two weeks with uh you know more uh victorian stuff for you more victorian stuff Ooh, hint 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 and then after that i don't know i forget <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see what's up <laughs> after know. that i don't remember this is being recorded uh, pre-break, so this is, I think, going to be one of the last few in the Paris and I batch, let's say. Yes, yes. Uh, you're going to get maybe maybe a few more guest stars, uh, a few more guests next year uh, as I run away from responsibility. <laughs> um, no, actually, as I, as I transfer my responsibility to other things that are more important for the time. Uh, but in any case, thanks, everyone, and uh, Happy New Year. We will see you in two weeks. Bye, Paris. Thank you for listening to another episode of Terrible Book Club. Terrible Book Club is an independent podcast produced by your hosts, Paris and Chris. Sound design and audio editing by Chris, with sound effects and music by Epidemic Sound and sometimes also Chris. Our theme song is Kiss by Yearn, which is, you guessed it, actually, also Chris. You can find more of his soothing synthy sounds on Bandcamp at yearn.bandcamp.com. Do you want us to review a book of your choice on the show? Do you want access to some extra audiovisual weirdness? If so, become a patron at patreon.com slash terriblebookclub. If you'd like to send us a one-time tip instead, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash terriblebookclub. You can also support TBC for free by sharing the show on social media, following our accounts on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Goodreads, telling your friends about your favorite episode, or 
by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere else on the internet. To send us book recommendations or your adorable pet photos, send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com. Uh, there is a figure. Wow. With real pepper fart in action. <laughs> that actually would be rad as hell if they were like... Pepper spray your brothers. Farts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a young girl's introduction to self-defense with pepper. <laughs> that actually... I would I would have uh, been much happier if Pepper's Quest was... yeah. Oh, my know, God. Like, what if you could like... <laughs> that's a way to like sort of like stealth give your very young daughter some pepper spray. Like if anyone's mean to you, give them the pepper. Lift the tail, honey.